0: It, and therein lies the problem of their own. So they say things like, they're on
1: But they're wrong, Charlies. They're wrong, and hence this song.
0: Uh, my name is Bob Shields. With me, as always, are Robin Hitchcock. Hello! And Regina Connolly. Hello. And this week we're gonna do a little recap, because we're around about halfway done. We're a little past halfway done, actually. What? What? I know it's ridiculous.
1: Oh man.
0: So we're gonna just do a quick recap and sort of check in where we think we are, how things have changed, if we would make any changes. Uh, Do we
1: regret our lives because we chose to do this podcast? (laughs) Right, and anytime we take a little sidebar off of our marathon journey, we're at a water station. So welcome, welcome! Cheers, cheers, cheers!
0: Cheers. Chin chin, marathon runners.
1: (laughs) They often give water in glass to runners. Yes.
2: So, guys, part of the reason that we are taking this this week, aside from just working with our schedules, is that we've like watched some not so good ones. Recently, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know if you could tell from the last episode, but man, million ways to die in the West really took it out of us, yeah, and we frankly needed this is our recovery week, <laughs> yes, well,
2: and I hated the last face as much as they hated, I mean, I hated million
1: ways, oh, yes,
2: yeah, yeah, I actually think that dark places, I think our episode made it sound worse than it really
0: was. It was much better than I thought it was going to be.
2: Right. Because, like, Colin was listening to it, and he was like, wow, this is a really terrible movie. And I'm like, actually, wait, no, it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's just... So, but, like, the last few movies have all been not good. Correct. Yes.
1: And sometimes, like, a run of not good movies is, like, ripping into it fun. But they've been the bad kind of not good, yeah, yeah. Particularly the Last Face and A Million Ways to Die in the West. And, the and Orville said, wasn't good. The Orville yeah. was. I already forgot that I ever watched it, <laughs> and I hope to continue on in that ignorance. I probably won't even listen to that episode because it might
0: remind me that I watched it. <laughs> um so in, like, in, and we didn't plan that. We didn't no. plan to do a bunch of crappy ones. So, in light of that, is, has this kind of thing has that affected our opinion of Charlize as an actress?
2: I still think she's an amazing actor. I think that she makes questionable choices in what movies she's going to do. And I think that I have noticed a pattern, which is she will do things for her friends and lovers mm. that she probably shouldn't do.
0: Yeah, I well, I just noticed, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but in my rankings, my recommendation threshold is real high. Like, oh, like there's, there's
2: a lot that you don't recommend? Oh, yeah,
0: way, way more. Like it's almost like, less than a third that I would actually recommend out of what we watched.
2: But do you think that that would be true for a lot of actors?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it would be true for, like, Daniel Day-Lewis or something. Okay, (laughs) But most actors, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say.
1: This has given me, honestly, like, I feel like on the one hand you'd think, I'd be like, oh my god, so many of the movies that we've reviewed are terrible. How can you still hold Charlize Theron in such high regard? But to me, it just means that, You can You have to do a lot of work Like it basically reminded me that like Acting is an art but it is also a job And you need to You can comfortably have a solid 20 Mediocre to terrible movies And still have three people in Pittsburgh think that you are a fantastic artist for a smaller amount of output. Right. And that it's rare for people to, I think, watch movies in this way of seeing all of one person's thing. Right. And it's when you do that, you're like, oh, yeah, usually uh, we are all experiencing largely a good parts version. Right. Of someone's career. Well, I'm really curious. When we get to the Keanu review,
2: I suspect that his (laughs) hit-to-miss ratio is... Lower, Yes. I he he's probably in a lot more. I mean, he's in a lot more movies. So who knows? Yeah. But like Daniel Day Lewis, like that's you know an extreme on one end. Of course,
1: yes. Right. Like he's in like one movie, right? I
2: think he did four movies this century.
1: I don't know. Okay. He drank a milkshake. He had a Dead Rabbit Gang, and he made some shoes. Am I correct? That is the was was Lincoln the shoemaker? (laughs) Oh no, I just know that he like went to Italy to be a shoemaker for a while. Oh, you mean in
0: real life? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: So wait, did he really only do three movies this century? Gangs uh, of New York,
0: There Will Be Blood in Lincoln? Uh I feel like there's another one. Oh, there was uh, there was a dancing with nine oh, or Nine. Like- Adorable.
2: It's a very bad movie. You know,
1: this is a completely uh, useless hypothetical, but it's late and we're a little tired. Yes. But wouldn't it be nice if actors could do movies the way that authors can have pen names? Like, if Daniel Day Lewis was like, I just have a Mission Impossible mask (laughs) on, and I am going to be in Fate of the Furious just for funsies, but like, he couldn't do it to to mess up his Daniel Day Lewis brand, but like, maybe he's just. Nine messed up his brand. I don't even know what that is. Exactly.
0: I think if you you could do a, a performance capture actor could do that,
2: like Andy Circus. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Maybe Andy Circus played Daniel Day Lewis in Nine. And that's what we're <laughs> wrong. <long> fact. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a thing that surprises me now that I have watched over twenty five Charlize Theron movies. Yes, uh, is I don't think I'm any better at putting into words what I like so much about her. Really? Yeah I still find the Like describing it To sometimes be like Really challenging I mean I know Like it's like a visceral Like gut reaction Whenever I see her In these movies I'm like yes I like this I like this acting face
0: What I would say is like even if the uh, the quality of her movies definitely has a broad spectrum, the quality of her in her movies is almost always skewed the other direction. Yes, like I is, agree. She is always the best, but with very few exceptions, she is always the best part of the movie that she's in.
2: Or she's at least one of the good parts. Right. I thought she was wooden in Two Days in the Valley. Which yeah. is like her first real role. Right. Yeah. Honestly, that's like one of the few. I mean, I'm I'm looking up the list now. Like that's one of the few I can think of. Where I'm like, yeah, she was one of the not as good parts of that movie. I would right. say
1: for me, it was Two Days in the Valley and Head in the Clouds. I, even though she was a major role, I found that to be one of her least convincing. She performances. was not very good at acting in that movie. Um, but honestly, <laughs> but I <love> like, that. <laughs> I think that's true though. Like the my recommendation threshold is like I don't have as many of these that I would definitively say everyone should watch this. It's great, yeah. But I would say even in movies where I'm like, I hated that movie. Like I did not like. The Cider House rules It did not rule for me And I definitely think She was good in that I agree Or The Legend of Bagger Vance Very mediocre movie But she slapped that knee Like nobody's business So charming That is
2: the only thing That's good in that Horrible movie
1: (laughs) 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 Oh wait Didn't the kid fall out of a tree And everybody laughed Or something Oh yeah That was
2: vaguely funny Also I do like routinely think to myself, ran off, do you know,
1: you're the gentle, born Chevalier. <laughs> See, three good things. This podcast has brought at least three good things. <laughs> <laughs> what were your other thoughtful questions about shields? Oh, I've got a good one. What? Of all the movies we've seen so far, the Charlie Zenith, the Zenith of the Zenith, the Zenith of the oh, Zenith, because we were not picking question. Zeniths for all of them. So what would you say is the charlize Zenith of all Zeniths? Wow, great, great question.
0: I mean, taking the donut in young adults, gotta be up there.
1: God, that's fucking good. (laughs) It might just be because I've seen it more recently, but honestly, like, the brutal fight scene in Atomic Blonde, for me, might be the charlize Zenith, because part of what made me want to do this podcast is a role that we have not reviewed yet. I feel like as much as I love her in Young Adult, the moment in Atomic Blonde brings elements of Furiosa in that is also part of why she's important to me. So that might be my Zenithy Zenith. Mm. I think it may be... You will do this for me, Huntsman. Just oh, say
0: I mean, that. You're right. You're, right. you're right, you're right.
2: I'm so wrong. I mean, it's iconic, like it almost feels
1: like that's too easy.
0: Go with your gut. Yeah. But yeah. It's
1: just the truth. You're right. <laughs> all right. Can you uh put in the rewind sound effect? Rewind. Guys, the Charlie Zenith <laughs> of all Zeniths. The apex to her apex is you will do
2: this for me huntsman you will do
1: this for me huntsman why does
2: it need the rewind sound effect? well because i was taking back
1: what i had said
2: oh i see yeah that's that to me is is the highlight so then a question is looking at our rankings and we're going to post the rankings onto our twitter for a visual aid as opposed to just reading through them is there anything that you would change because we do this you know on a Case by case basis I always sort of Look at it like What am I Mm. Squeezing this in between Yes And that's not A foolproof system
0: Yeah It's it's hard when you've been Ranking like Shittier movies But it's like Well is this shittier Than this other shitty movie It's easier to rank Better movies
1: Yeah And I also think like Because we've had a run Of Disappointing movies mm-hmm. that I just am constantly focused on the end of mine. I mean, like I, I really yes, or yesterday the last episode I was a little embarrassed to be like, oh man, fifteen minutes that was my least favorite, and that's a very different flavor of least favorite than Million Ways to Die in the West was. Yes, yeah. But I had so much fun recording that episode that I, I take back nothing about where I put fifteen minutes. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> the only thing I will say that sort of surprises me about my list currently that I'm sort of like maybe that deserves a a rethinking. Is Huntsman Winter's War is number seven for me Yeah
0: you have that really high I
1: do and I think I really liked it and maybe this is Just my way of being like I'm gonna find a way to watch this A second time <laughs>
0: oh, god!
1: <laughs> but like I don't know because Arguably Snow White and the Huntsman Must be better than Huntsman Winter's War Because she's in it more But she screams and goes from gold to black And it's, I don't know It's also
2: like like, I'm surprised how low I have Huntsman Winner's War, but, like, that movie is incoherent and not good. Also, What's-Her-Face's accent is... Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's that's bad. I have to say, my entire list is based on the fraudulent claim that Fate of the Furious is better than Kubo and the Two Strings.
0: Oh, that yeah, that's hard to back up.
2: I, I put it... Oh, be- yeah. You know, we reviewed Kubo relatively early on, and I was punishing it. For its fundamental Racism flaws And I and I particularly Was hesitant to put it Above Fate of the Furious Because Fate of the Furious Has a diverse cast But there are a lot of movies That I've just I've been like It's not quite as good As Kubo and the Two Strings And then looking back I'm like But I think it is better Than Fate of the Furious For example (laughs) Devil's Advocate And Atomic Blonde Which are my next two after Both of those I'm like I think those might and I also think that Atomic Blonde is not better than Devil's Advocate. I think I was just so excited, like, coming yeah. out of the theater and recording.
0: Oh, I have that one above Devil's Advocate. Ab- Me I, too. I, w- I wouldn't change that. I, I think,
2: think that. I might change that. I no,
1: I have Atomic Blonde higher than both of you guys. It's my number two It's my number four I can't believe I'm actually a little surprised That Atomic Blonde Beat Kubo and the Two Strings For me I think that might be Post-movie theater high Yeah I think I might With more reflection I might put Kubo Above Atomic Blonde um, Atomic
2: Blonde Blonde is also a movie Especially because Of its twists and stuff That like It might be better Or it might be a lot worse Upon yeah. seeing it a second time Yeah So I'm excited It should be out on video Relatively soon I'm, and I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna watch it yeah. So same. much
1: Same 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 I have a question What is the movie on someone else's list that surprises you the most that it is that ranking? Great question. (laughs) Uh, Robin Hitchcock, I got one for you. Head in the Clouds, number eight. I still can't get over that. (laughs) I still love that movie. (laughs) Number eight. You like it more than Mighty Joe Young? Absolutely. You like it more than the Mini Coopers and the Italian job? Yes. The Italian job has lots of boring parts. It does. I'm a little embarrassed that the Italian job is high for me. Well, the Italian job, while it has lots of boring
2: parts, also has fun parts. Yeah. One thing about this whole ranking of movie system is like, you know, are you ranking what you liked or are you ranking what you didn't
1: like or the average?
2: Like and that's yeah. what is so confounding about movies that are like really, really
1: striated, like dark places. And also, we've often talked about, like, are you ranking it based on its quality as a film or on its... Charliziness. Correct.
2: I've mostly just been trying to do quality as a film. Mostly Charleziness over here.
0: I'm trying to be as objective as possible, but I'm also not discounting like just what I like. Oh right, same. So I'm just like yeah. I'm yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm certainly... trying to be objective. Oh but...
1: yeah, there's a reason Eon Flux is number eight for me. Right. And it I is hundred percent Regina bias. And I
0: have feel- I've a feeling that I like that movie more than you, but I have it way lower.
2: because <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I cannot defend Head in the Clouds as a good
1: movie. I just right. love it.
0: So it's high, because I love it. Nor can I defend my position of Trapped, really, because Trapped is an entirely uh, ridiculous movie. But I'm like, yeah, I was into it.
1: That is one, when we were recording, that I was the most like, a side of you, I didn't know before. I, because I remember, we recorded like two-thirds of that episode, and then Bob was like, I have a thing.
0: I liked it. And we were like, what? <laughs> Who is
2: this
1: man?
0: I should mention something. Yes. I liked it. No!
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) The fucking biggest chair!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. It's Kevin Bacon being goofy, weird Kevin Bacon just did it for me. I don't know why. All gray and sweaty. All gray and sweaty and like he just fainted. It's weird.
1: Who is your favorite co-star with Charlize of the movies that we've seen? Who has she acted with that you're the most tickled by? I mean, I'm sorry, I and know this. Like, this uh, seems yeah. like a, a we're gonna, question. question. Uh, um, we're gonna um, remove Devil's Advocate from this. Okay.
0: from uh, this consideration. Well, then the answer is obviously a giant gorilla. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, what about Rada Sherbegia?
0: <laughs> he wasn't really.
2: He, they never really <laughs> interacted. Really, yeah, I guess that was Yeah, scene. the car seat. Yeah, yeah. He
0: the car seat yeah. and That's bumping into scene. it in the zoo. But I'm like, yeah, the giant gorilla is definitely the better. I mean, also, I will say um, James McAvoy in Atomic Blonde was pretty good.
2: I still don't like James (laughs) Uh, McAvoy. I still don't understand you. (laughs) Um, I've seen Atonement since we recorded this podcast. I still don't like him. Have
1: you seen Penelope? No. We should watch that together And wear pajamas Okay that sounds like fun Okay done Um, Maybe we can do a water station Called Regina Connelly Like sleepovers With goofy movies With pig noses right, wait Who who was her best co-star
0: Patton Oswalt was a good one For young adults
1: Yes
2: um, everything in young adult is great.
1: Yeah. Guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. what about uh, Mr. Mr. Hemsworth McGee that she screams at?
2: I mean, that's really her only acting with him. I feel like like <laughs> chemistry. A lot of Charlize's characters are very isolated. Yeah. Right. So, like Patton Oswalt, like that's definitely like one where their
1: interplay makes her performance yes. better.
2: And absolutely makes that
1: movie. Yeah. Also, I'm so bad at names at this hour of night and always, but Charming McCharming Pants, who's in tighter House (laughs) Rules, who took Cher to the wedding, and they were talking about getting married (laughs) already.
0: (laughs) That was the most baffling description of any human (laughs) conceivable.
1: It was nice when they were in a car together (laughs) In cider house rules Let's make a podcast called Regina Describes Actors (laughs) But you'll always know who I mean <laughs> that is your burden, as my friend. So I have a question. This just taken aback. This is <laughs> going to be. This is such
2: a weird episode, guys. Yeah. I have a question. Of the remaining films, what are you most excited to watch? Ooh. Besides Mad Max. Be- I mean, Mad Max is an answer, but maybe they also give <laughs> your second. What's oh,
0: I'm. You? I'm really looking forward to seeing Monster.
2: Oh, same.
0: Because I don't really know what to expect from it, and I'm not, it's not the kind of movie that I would watch voluntarily. I, at least I don't think it is, because I don't know what because to expect. I, I would say that yeah.
2: I think that it proves that I wouldn't watch it voluntarily because I haven't yet.
0: Yes, very true.
1: I, this might be, kind of, my number one answer is Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, But my second runner-up is Sweet November, because I have never seen it, I don't know anything about it, and it's currently my last chance to see a movie with Charlize and Keanu in it, unless they bless us with another one. Which, guys... What are you doing? Please. call each other.
0: I think Sweet November is a strange one for me because I've also never seen it and don't know what it's about. But when I tell people about this podcast, one of the consistent things they ask about is, have you done Sweet November yet? I'm huh. like, uh, no, I haven't. But why do you ask? Uh,
1: Interesting. People
0: then, love that movie. I don't know why.
1: And I just like,
2: Devil's Advocate was... I don't think people love that movie. I don't think that's why people are asking you.
0: Oh, why else would they ask?
2: I, I think they're like, you're... I think it's sort of like when Jay Evans asked me if we are doing trial and error. They're like, I want to hear your take on this.
0: But I'm like, that's, but that's like a one-off thing. Like, the ones people consistently ask about are Devil's Advocate and mm-hmm. Sweet November. I don't know why both of them. The
2: popularity movies. of Devil's Advocate
1: was a surprising thing I learned from doing this podcast. <laughs> the thing I'm interested about Sweet November is because Devil's Advocate is like the foundation of my love and appreciation for Charlize Theron. And I know that movie... So well, and have seen it for so many mm-hmm. years. So I'm curious to see what a second Keanu Charlie's team up will be like. Guys, what if they do another movie I, together? Well, what if she's in
0: The Wickening? <laughs>
1: <The> would <Wickening? laughs> I wick Chapter 3? Possibly. Who can say?
0: Every Wick Way But Loose, <laughs> as they would say on High On Film.
1: I love it. Think of High On Film. They had a fun sidebar episode where they were listing the top their top ten movies of the current century. Would you list any of Charlize's movie as a top ten movie of the entire century? Because,
0: so, not to point fingers, but they didn't. Not so, a single one. A single Here's the one. thing, guys.
2: I would... Regina said, like, maybe we should do that as our own water station episode. And I was like, I refuse too much work. <laughs> because, like, I... It would be really, really difficult for me to make that list. And I know that normally when you make these lists, you have to be like, I'm not saying it's the actual best ones of the century. I'm just saying
1: they're my favorite of the century. But, like, even with that low pressure, I'm like, I can't handle it. I would have to have an in. I would have to have a, like, top ten movies with this thing or of this genre. Or, like, right. something to narrow it down. Even there, I'd be like, this is hard. I don't know. I feel like it would be fun <laughs> for me also because I would just, I would go into it with much... I have seen many fewer movies of the century than you have. So I would Fair. not be voting on many. Because I wouldn't vote on it if I hadn't seen it. Like, I wouldn't say like, ah, well, everyone says this is great. So therefore it must be in the top 10. So it would just be of the ones I have seen.
2: And then there's also this, like, timelessness factor that's difficult for, yeah. for, me to, for me to deal with. Like, sometimes when I see a movie, I'm like, that was great. I liked it a lot. And, like, it stays with me in a mm-hmm. way that other movies don't like for example the movie carol when i saw that movie i was like it was a great movie but i didn't think that here i would be two years later being like you know it's a really fucking great movie <laughs> carol mm-hmm. so i feel like i don't have enough distance from a lot of these
1: charlie's movies to make that
2: kind of determination
1: i also think that there is a difference and i often struggle with this because i think there are movies that i've seen that i would qualify as great Like I saw There Will Be Blood And I was like this is a great film I have seen it at one time Yeah I
2: don't really need that movie In my life in any way
1: And but like, I I'm so glad I saw it Yes I think it's mistaken to say that like movies that You watch many times are Maybe not as good as a movie like that So I would want to like level the playing field right. between like They're both great in different ways, like their watchability. So it it would be difficult, but I think that's what sounds fun about it. I also think if I had to do a list like this, that part of mine would be like a vindictive list because I get salty where I don't think that comedies get the Uh credit that they deserve. And I don't think that action movies sometimes get the credit that they deserve because I would inarguably say, and you will not be surprised to hear it, that John Wick is one of the top movies of the century. For me So there you go I'm like I absolutely see John Wick As being one
2: of those movies Where like In 20 years I'm gonna be like You gotta watch John Wick
1: Yeah
0: (laughs) But But I will never say say It was
1: one of the Best movies But see But I feel like That's why my list I say would be vindictive Because I'm like No we should broaden The definition of best And that Yeah and Like I, I do think that Like comedies get missed out All the time Yeah
2: So But to answer the question Obviously I think The only one We're only talking about movies that we've already reviewed On the podcast in this hypothetical And I think that Young Adult would be in contention Mm -hmm. For my top ten Of the century, but I think it maybe Would probably end up not quite making it I
1: feel like that would be around like 12, 13. So uh, the two that would be in contention for me unsurprisingly are in my top three. It would be Kubo and the Two Strings because I do think like artistically like the animation is really impressive. And I, I would say Kubo Anima- and the Two Strings is probably one of the ten most beautiful movies yes, of the century. Yes, but I would knock it out for yeah. casting and racism reasons. And also uh, because it didn't quite hold up as much the second time I saw it as it did the first time. It has time. some third act problems. It does. I would argue that I might put Young Adult in it more definitively because another thing is I think that quiet movies sometimes Times don't make top lists right and i think that this is a movie with a small cast and a small setting that's very internal and doesn't c- cover a lot of time and that i guess maybe the the theater person in me like that feels like it could be a play very easily um in some ways
2: i also feel like and i don't i haven't listened to that episode of high on film and so I, this is not a commentary on what they have chosen but a lot of these kind of lists i have this like Vague criticism of them that they're biased towards boy movies, yeah. in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Like movies about important men and men's important things get more credit. And, and even I, if they're really about Batman, like that's not important. Batman's not important. But it's yeah. like it's, young adult is definitely going to be dismissed by a lot of people because it's about a 37 year old woman. And her insecurity
1: Yes I also think that some movies Like not Batman movies But some movies that are about like men's stories Are picked for these things Because it's more easily universalized universalized, Like There Will Be Blood is a movie about an asshole dude Right but people are like But it's also about greed in America
2: Right No this
1: movie is really a character study Yes And like And also I would argue that like Mavis Gary is also about America. Yeah. And like if you could you, you, you could, could universalize it the same way. Easily. Yeah. And I think that in some ways, like that's a part of America. I've seen a lot more of male and female. Of, yeah. But that, that movie won't ever be maybe not ever, but it's not currently viewed that way. It's right. it's viewed more as a written by a woman starring a woman about lady problems.
0: So I mean I would definitely put Young Adult in my top ten of the century, no question. It's by far the the clearest and I guess the example that I've most closely analyzed, uh, like a writing and acting perfect pair. yeah, and like that, and the story has like solid internal logic that follows through perfectly and it has is both a simple story but has like intricate personal motivation behind it. it every, all the humor and everything and the drama all interplays incredibly well. I wouldn't take it out of the top 10 for any reason.
1: I also think that that's one of the movies that we've seen where I just love the visual storytelling of it as well and not in a Kubo and the Two Strings or a, you know, Twin Peaks kind of way. Like, it's – a lot of it is very simple, but I'm pretty sure I talked about it before, but, like, the tracking shot of driving down the highway – and seeing all the box stores like really hits you. Yeah, and I think that it's wasn't it wasn't by chance. Like those things are put in very deliberately, and oh, there's yeah. just a lot of storytelling that goes on that isn't the script. And for a script that is noted for how conversationally deft it is, that the silences in that script are just as important. To yeah,
0: it. yeah. Every every element to that uh, movie has an incredible like precision, like deliberateness to it. That really like is just effective and emot- and even as someone who doesn't come from America and doesn't like resonate with that kind of environment or that kind of you know that kind of town uh, it is yeah absolutely convincing and meaningful and whatever.
1: I would also say as a potential contender for a Charlie Zenith that is not Charlie's at her camp best is when she says the like uh, do you hate me now?" Because I fucking hate you, is so devastating yeah. and humiliating. Like it's a line where it's just like someone so powerful and vicious who has no power, but it's uh that- My Charlie Zenith
2: from that movie is her watching his wife when she's performing. Mm. And when you know, there's the whole part where she's like trying to distract him and like, yeah. like be like talking like I went down on you to this song and like she's like trying to win that moment and when you watch her face when she realizes that she can't mm-hmm. that to me that's like the most emotionally devastating moment in that movie so that may be my
1: your dramatic my zone. dramatic sense also the scene with Patton Oswald where she takes all of her clothes off and yeah. is standing there in her sad pasties she does. I mean, that is one thing that I really like about Charlie's Zeniths is that so many of them are nonverbal. Yeah. And I feel like that keeps coming through consistently since we've started doing that as a feature. Yeah. Uh, that is impressive.
2: I have a question. Go for it. If you could like design a Charlie's movie, you're like, we haven't seen this kind of movie. yet, And maybe it's coming
1: down the pike and maybe it's not like, what's a movie you want to see Charlize do? A musical. <laughs> well, I mean, my ideal Charlie's movie, and we have seen her do this before, is I just want John Wick and Atomic Blonde to hang out. Yes. <laughs> I will watch so much of that movie. Just, I love action Charlie's. I do. I want something that I feel like is missing
2: is a really good love story. Yeah. Like, I want.
0: I mean, the last face wasn't enough for you. It's, want, it's an impossible love, Robin. They
1: told you in the title cards. How could you deny it? It's impossible how much they loved each other. They
0: told you that in the title cards. Yep. Jesus Christ. I
1: was, <laughs> I was thinking Forget about.
2: about there was something on Twitter recently which was like, what's a terrible movie that you'll defend to the death? And mm. my first example was Sahara. Sahara! But then I That's was like. That's not a terrible movie. I, well, yes. Yeah. So then the next one, I, The Lake House. And then I was like, except for no, that movie's brilliant. But, like, the thing about the lake house is that I think that that is a a really great example of a movie where it's like, oh, it makes sense that these people are in love with each other. Okay. Yes. And I think that that is rare in movies. And it's so satisfying. I feel like we haven't really had a Charlize movie where it's like, oh, it makes
1: sense. Yeah. That there is love That's true.
0: Looking through the list, uh, she hasn't really had a convincing romance at all. So no, that's what I want She's often for very her.
1: solitary on screen. A thing that I would love to see, um, we haven't seen like a ton of comedy and I think because of young adult, like I, like her comedic timing so funny. is so good. I would love to see her and Alice and Janney like pair up and do a duo comedy where they just are kind of mean, but kind of hilarious. I don't care what they're doing, but I feel like the two of them on screen together would be so
0: fun. So I mean I agree with Robin about the uh, the uh, convincing romance. The only problem that 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 exists with that is that she would then have to have a male counterpart, like who possibly matches Keanu Reeves. Duh. But do you think? <laughs> but do, you, but, do you, but he does? Is really you think he does?
2: What do you mean? Like who could be worthy of her?
0: Yeah, I, I, like he he comes across like he's obviously very charming but in a very different way like he doesn't have like kind of like pillar of strength and independence Mm. that charlie's well he wouldn't
2: necessarily like it could be a situation like i like paul rudd could do it right it could be a situation where she
1: is the strong one yeah you know what i mean i also think that keanu reeves doesn't necessarily have like a good romantic comedy like when you say like romance a romance movie, like, do you mean like she's all that style romantic comedy genre, no, I, I or like mean, the Lake House romantic- drama? I've never seen it. Oh well, I will. You will, and you're gonna love it because
2: it's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, no, I really just, I it could be a romantic just comedy. A great it love could story. be. I just want a, a love story.
1: Okay. I just want her to be happy <laughs> too. I would also I don't think we've seen her play a mom. Have we? Um go with the list right now. I uh, mean, she's played a stepmom memorably. No, but like uh like you know the greatest father-daughter relationship that's ever been captured on film is Veronica Mars. Correct. Keith <laughs> Mars and V Mars. And it would be I feel like delightful to see Charlize have that kind of role as well.
2: I don't think we've seen her do that. So wait, you want her to be the Keith Mars? Yeah. I would love her to be
0: that the Mars. That would be Keith amazing. Mars. Oh yeah. my
1: god, maybe she and Keith can raise Veronica. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, that'd be great. Who is someone that you would love to see her as a co-star? Mine was My thought was Allison Janney. Do you guys have anyone that you haven't seen her do a movie with that you think that like her chemistry with would be really amazing to see? Jeff Bridges. Why do I know him? He was the dude in The Big Lebowski. Okay. Have you seen that? I think so (laughs) (laughs) I've certainly had a white Russian At a bar called Lebowski's There you go He was was in chalk on the
0: wall of that bar He was drawn in chalk
1: Okay, that sentence didn't make sense without the end I knew what he meant
0: (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) We'll play that back (laughs) He was in chalk on the wall of that bar
1: In chalk on the wall? Yeah, that sounds like he's inside chalk. Well, <laughs> like, it let what, me like,
0: out! Car- can Solo and Carbonite? <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Listeners,
1: did that make sense?
0: Yes, it does. You don't have to answer. It <laughs> obviously makes sense.
1: All right, who would you like to see Charlie's in a movie with? Um, you got to answer just some of these. Trust questions. your gut. I just I said know. Jeff Bridges. It came out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just came
1: to my mouth.
0: Um I don't know I think somebody like Paul Bettany or someone like that would be An interesting foil for her
1: It would also be fun to see her In a movie with Mahershala Ali Yes because I think they both have Very intense uh They could stare off Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Take my money and watch Like I just watch a movie and just been looking at each other Maybe that could be the romance Yes
2: all right, Hollywood, call me. <laughs> what do you want her to do with Paul Bettany?
0: Well, he does very good kind of, he, he's like a kind of more bearable version of uh, Hugh Grant. So he's like kind of charming and...
2: He's very British. Yes. He's very British.
0: So I think he would make, uh, like, if she, especially if she was like a Mavis Gary kind of character, mm-hmm. and he was being his usual upstanding British, you know, well-to-do kind of self, uh, that would be a good pairing. It would just it would just work well for an, almost any situation. In, an, in another way to copy high on film, sorry, is there anything that you've regretted, any podcast regrets that has caused you to think of? <laughs>
2: so I have a regret, or I have a goal for when we do the Keanu review. Mm-hmm. When I make the master spreadsheet, I'm going to take the time to make a column, how fresh it is on Rotten Tomatoes, Okay. So that we can plan out so we don't yeah. do a long string of bad ones.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Yes.
2: And then additionally, also just like, I, I basically wish we had done this a little bit less haphazardly with like, <laughs> uh, what, which one do we happen? To, like, I just picked this up at the exchange. So we're going to watch, uh, trial and Error was one where I was like, I literally just grabbed the DVD. So we're watching that one. Yeah. Like,
1: I wish that we had maybe planned a little bit more. I don't regret the haphazard peppering of movies. Like, that has been fun for me. Okay. I do regret, as a general podcast note, not having episodes in the can. Like, I wish that we had a buffer. And when we do Keanu review, I'm going to be like, we should record five episodes and just have them laying in wait so that when things come up, it's not a scramble sometimes. Also, like, I am very appreciative of this, so I don't know if it's a true regret. But I do feel guilt that I made sweet John Paul Feitner, and Connor McCandless watch A Million Ways to Die in the West. They Uh, chose it. They did, but I don't know that they 100% knew what they were getting into, and I appreciate... What I'm saying is, like, I I needed them to be on that episode to get through it, but when John was like, that was the point where I would have turned it off, and he didn't turn it off because he was dedicated to being our guest on this podcast.
0: (laughs) I think we should have probably introduced some kind of time-related veto threshold like I really Regretted that we had To watch 50 minutes Despite the fact That she's in it For 45 seconds Ah uh,
1: I, I thought you meant like You could Lemon Law the movie Like I'm five minutes in And I hate it So I don't have to watch no, it
0: No no I was like She's not in it For long enough For it to count Like okay. we should Like things like chill, like of chill the Core 3 Are okay That was dumb And I, I I was okay To watch it Regardless of her Only being in it For 10 seconds And it was also Her first episode But for like 50 minutes And I think also The Road Which I really like The Road But again She's in it For about a minute and a half We haven't done.
2: We yet. haven't done that yet.
0: I know, but I've I'm not looking it. forward to that one. <laughs> uh, it's bleak. She's but also
2: in Astro, spoiler, she's one minute voice part in the movie Astro Boy.
0: Exactly. So I think that uh, in the next podcast we do, there should be a rule that we can veto that kind of thing.
2: Well, let me tell you something, Bob Shields. <laughs> Even if we make that rule, I'm still going to watch these things because I need to have it all. Uh, <laughs> although, like, I guess, like, one thing I was like. We we reached a point where we were like, can we actually successfully find all of these mm-hmm. things? And yeah. I think that we now have a line. The only thing that was like we can't stream and we can't find. I bought the DVD, so I think we actually will complete. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think. We will. I think
1: we won't be able to get the SNL episodes. Oh, shame! Because they are really aggressive about taking their stuff offline, and they're old. So I don't know how one many of them other. is on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, no, you don't have that. Well, I have it. Okay. That that's my only thing where I'm sort of like, I don't know if we'll be able to get this. If anybody
2: happens to have season twenty six of SNL, it's the season from the year two thousand
1: on DVD, hit us up. Let us know. Cool. Um, so I will say, uh, leaving the water station, that although I would say a solid I don't know 15 of these movies are hot garbage maybe yeah uh I'm still super happy to be doing this I, I am think too. it's 100% yeah. worth it I feel like my love and appreciation for Charlize is undimmed by uh fires such as A Million Ways to Die in the West and The Last Face and I think she's great and I'm glad that she did a bunch of crappy things because it makes me believe that you can do a bunch of crappy things and still be great I agree. And I also just like hanging out with you guys every week. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see you.
2: Yeah. And it's nice to have you guys listen to us. So thank you so much again for listening.
1: Thank you to High on Film for just constant inspiration apparently. Yeah. Yep. Thank you to Alex Reed for... Goodness. What a, what a theme tune. I know. That,
0: that was worth it a load. I know. Just the concept. I would watch... That a, music, amazing.
1: I would watch a hundred movies just to get a theme song out of him. What a great... What a great thing. Yeah all right we'll be back next week with some more uh, real content
0: <laughs> an actual movie that we will actually, actually watch no,
2: next week will not be a movie oh
0: next, next week we'll week.
1: be reviewing with our good friend Lexi moore we'll be talking about Arrested development so if you want to revisit her season three episodes they're on netflix mm-hmm. and if you're regina Connolly, you're going to desperately try to watch three seasons of a show you've never seen in uh, four days. So let's see how that goes.
2: Best wishes. I'm I'm finishing up season one tonight is my goal. I <laughs> have only seen the Banana Stand episode five. By...
1: Oh, it's a good one. Most importantly, thank, thank you, Charlies. And now you- Right? You know, like, oh, Bob is laughing because we have a, you know, how people say like, if a tree falls in the forest, is anyone there to hear it? And you just, your mind goes blank. Well, does a penis have a top? What is the top of a penis? this
0: comes from John Steppenhauer?
1: No, this comes from our friends in Scotland who were like, what do you think of as the top of a penis? And everyone immediately answered very convincingly a different thing and then looked at each other and wonder, like, wait, your thing could also be true. And everyone's minds were blown. When we went... To the woods I've for never John Steffenauer's 30th birthday.
2: I know you lived in a different country when this happened. That conversation came up and it was a very similar thing where it was like people had very strong answers. And I until went they heard
1: someone else's. And woke up sleeping Colin and I was like, Colin, point to the top of your dick. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed to the tip. I think right. it's the root. I think it's the I think it's the top half. Like, if you laid well, it on a if, table, the, oh. the <laughs> place that would be facing the sun. Lengthwise. Yeah, like, lengthwise. Like, if it's, like, if you're sitting and it's in your lap going towards your knee, it would be the Right, top.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're you're cutting it along the, the long side. I would never
1: cut, humans. but I will put a dotted line on a map. Okay. There.
0: I do like how you're both saying, yeah, if you're doing this and you're doing that, but... You're both addressing each other. We don't. It. We don't want to
1: make eye contact with you while we say the phrase "cut a penis in half." <laughs> didn't say in half. <laughs> I'm not cutting a single goddamn word.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>